0: This is Art House Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health, with your hosts Kyle Myers and Hank Spaulding. You're listening to an Art House Roadshow movie review. Welcome back. Nerds to another episode of the Art House Road Show. Today I have a very special review. Uh, reviewing um, a more art house-oriented um, film um, from the uh filmmaker uh, Jim Archer, uh entitled Brian and Charles, which is based on an earlier short film by Jim Archer by the same title. Um this won some awards at Sundance, um, and I think is a really interesting. Film that might have passed um, under your radar, um, but I watched it because I'm actually a big fan of the main actor um, David Earl, um, who's in um, some shows that I really like, uh, such as Afterlife and Derek. Um, he plays a very different character in this film than he does in those. So, um, anyway, I wanted to watch it and give it a look. And you know, since uh, I've been out with COVID. Um, a lot of these uh, reviews have kind of been the things I watched while I was um, trying to recover from that. And this is one of those really interesting films that um, I think, uh, yet, yet again, you might have overlooked it, but I still think is is worth a watch. Um, the basic premise of this film is actually pretty simple. Um, there is a character named Brian, who is played by David Earle, um, who's actually also one of the writers uh, for this film. His name is Brian. Um, and he lives in kind of the, uh, a English countryside, um, where he is a, an inventor of all kinds of like, uh, things that, um, don't work, right? He, so for example, he, um, he thinks of, um, a belt for eggs or a pine cone bag, um, or a flying machine that tells time, you know. None of these things really work if particularly well. The stuff that does work doesn't really appeal to anyone. He's a very lonely man. He lives by himself, kind of out on this um, this, this house, on this uh, sprawling English landscape um, that's quite captivating um, to just look at. Um, uh, and so I think it's it's interesting because the premise of this film is really just covering kind of the... The discovery of this, I think, severely depressed man of the um, humanity and goodness inside of himself. Now, the main hook of this film is that this inventor, right, Brian, uh, is uh, he finally succeeds in making something that works. And what he does make is a robot, and really um, more than just a robot, he makes an artificial intelligence. Um, and so. Uh, you know, this very lonely guy you can imagine living kind of an isolated life in, this, in the hillsides of this um, English town, uh, creating a robot for someone to talk to, right? Someone to be in relationship with. Um, you know, it's, it's funny, one of the main things that Brian eats is cabbage. Right, and and one of the main things he does is just kind of um, stay to himself, right? And so one of the things that's interesting is after he creates this robot, it doesn't work like most of his other things, but then finally comes to life, and he names that robot Charles. And for the most part, his uh, journey is learning how to love Charles well and to um, to do well by him, almost kind of like a parent raising a child, um, and. The, the fascinating thing about it is you know Charles begins to grow and his own understanding of himself and his own desires of the world and Brian has to kind of learn how to navigate those things but even as he's learning how to love uh, Charles Brian is learning how to love himself which I think is really interesting he he learns things like confidence things like um, social skills and so he actually picks up a girl um, girlfriend throughout the course of this film Um Uh, named hazel um and so it's interesting um though they go in different directions brian and charles do charles really desires um to experience the world he's seeing it on the tv um every day but for the most part brian keeps him in the house because he's worried that if too many people know about charles's existence they're going to want to uh, steal him and things like that um, sure enough, this does happen. Uh, the kind of neighborhood bully, for lack of a better phrase, named Eddie, um, uh, played by Jamie Michie, uh, steals him and kind of forces him into servitude and things like that and tortures him and has a plan to uh, set him on fire at the uh, community bonfire, which is really not a great thing. And so through the course of that kind of that activity, I mean, just stepping back a little bit, Um, the main kind of like angst between Charles and Brian begins to emerge when Charles wants to go to Hawaii. He sees a a video for Hawaii on the TV, and he wants to go there, and and Brian wants him to stay at home. Because really, Brian, I think, um, even though he's depressed and lonely, he loves his home, he loves the people he's around, he just wants a community. Uh, And so him learning the skills necessary to develop friendships, courage, things like that, arise from this kind of interaction with this uh, robot, Charles, who um, helps show not only Brian's humanity, but reveals his own. Um, Ultimately, um, Brian stands up to Eddie, gets um, uh, Charles back through the use of his other inventions that start to work at the help of Hazel, and allows Charles to kind of go on this adventure by himself to Hawaii while he stays behind with Hazel. Um, it's it's it, like I said. It's a real simple story. Depressed guy uh, creates this robot, develops an appreciation for himself, and they ultimately go their separate ways after learning some life lessons. Um, I like this movie for a lot of reasons. This might be one of my favorite films so far of the year because it it um, I think it like reverses the trope of like um, AI and and there are some cases in which you know this obviously doesn't bear out but a lot of like movies about the development of ai and and development robots you know i think of like the terminator or irobot or things like that they ultimately turn on humans and it's this thing to fear um but here this is this is a very innocent portrayal of like what a um uh like an artificial intelligence would encounter the world with this kind of wonder um and majesty that one would see like uh with a child and things like that. And I think that's really cool. Um, Charles is a fascinating figure in the sense that he is curious, um, and he wants to. Um, he just wants to go on an adventure, right? There aren't many AI movies where that's the basic premise of what a um, of what an AI wants. Even when he is, um, interestingly enough, like forced in servitude by Eddie, um, the town bully, right? <clears throat> when Brian goes and tries to get him back, um, you know, all Charles says is, is, I want to go home, which is a really sad kind of scene and, um, and really just tragic in its own way. Brian has yet to, at that point, develop the courage to stand up to Eddie to take um, Charles back, but you can see that, again, even amidst his maltreatment, um, Charles does not want to kill or maim or destroy or things like that. I think the most he ever does is he launches, like, a... Uh, a potato at Eddie, or something like that. I forget what that actual fruit is, um, but I, I'm always a fan of these movies that reveal something human. And and again, you could get lost in the idea of this main character, you know, because if you look at Charles the robot, he's built out of like a mannequin head and like an old washing machine, um, and so it looks very awkward, right? Um, it's obviously done with realistic effects is supposed to look clunky and weird. And so you can get lost in the kind of weirdness of it and really miss the humanness of this story that is really just um, <clears throat> an attempt to show how we as people learn how to value what's best in ourselves through our encounter with another. And I think there's a deep theological theme too um, in Pervenient Grace in the sense that like learning like to be loved is the first step towards which we learn to love ourselves, right? And I think that's that's such a powerful story, right? And Brian and Charles like offers this story, in I think really profound and helpful ways. And it shows, and the backdrop is kind of this agrarian lifestyle. Brian lives, you know, on a like uh, it looks like a f- plot farm. He doesn't, you don't really see him do any farming. But he has this deep connection with his land and his and his place, um, and people ha- ultimately have this connection with him too, and this kind of rootedness with um, technology, land, and place as a kind of like um, uh, homeostasis between everything. I think is is such a rare story. Ultimately, the technology departs, and I think that illustrates even for Brian this desire to. Um, know the limits of what technology is for him, to not remove him from his land. He doesn't go on that adventure with Charles. He stays home because he feels this connection to place. And I think that's such a a fascinating and powerful story because the point of the narrative, as it's laid out by the director, um, is to root Brian within a world in which he sees himself as belonging and and, and that he matters. And that is deeply tied to place. And for us, like there is a connection or should be a connection, a rootedness to our communities and the people that we belong to and the places that we belong to. And so learning how to love himself is also arises from this deep love of place, of land and things like that. And so, again, this story is really, really good. Um, If you haven't watched it, I think it's a really good story for you to check out. Um, it's, it's more, it's a Sundance film. I think that you would not regret it. It's again, like I said, kind of off the radar, but worthwhile. Um, and there's a lot there and, and I don't want to, you know, get into too much of the nitty gritty cause you know, it's, uh, I don't want to spoil every little thing of it. This is just kind of a joy to see. And so I would love to hear your thoughts on this, um, whether you watched it or liked it or things like that. Um, but yeah, let me know. What do you think about Brian and Charles? Do you think it was a good film? It's I think it's hitting kind of towards the top of my list of films of, of 2022. Um, but that'll about do it for us for this episode, for this review. Um, I'll be back with a review of two horror films. I think I'm going to do them at the same time because I think there's a helpful way they connect. But I may do them separately, so stay tuned for how that looks. I'm going to review Black Phone and nope as well as you will hear from um kyle and i on our multiverse um uh the art house roadshow episode which we've been promising all summer uh and we are we are going to deliver on this and so it will it will come up please uh, follow our new instagram leave us a review on wherever you listen to our podcast and it really helps us out and so uh, yeah just let us know what you think and we'd love to talk with you and, and, and hear, um, how things are going for you. So just, uh, let us know and we'll, uh, we'll look forward to engaging with you then. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. And we'll see you next time on the Art House Roadshow. And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Art House Roadshow. We'll see you next time.